Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, it's 133 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers now, Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Uh, hope you're having a wonderful uh, Monday. Brendan uh, hit on the fact that he watched Little American Hockey League action. He watched three games over the weekend. And the problem uh, for the Bakersfield Condors is it was three games worth of hockey, but two results. And not the end result, but these are all growing opportunities. Jay Woodcroft's the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. He joins us right now. Hi, Jay. Welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Bob. Thanks for having me on. Yep, absolutely. Uh, well, let's uh, let's start with the weekend that was uh, a long, drawn-out affair, both literally and figuratively, on uh, on Friday night. Seven periods worth of hockey. Uh, take us through the range of emotions during that game. Yeah, that that was a uh, that was an interesting game. I don't think I've ever been involved in one uh, so long. I think I was maybe in the Stanley Cup final, went three overtimes one time, but um, it was, I thought, a very well-played game by both teams. There wasn't a lot of um, chances uh, early in the game. You had to earn everything that you were getting. Uh, we were up one nothing uh, heading into the third period. They tied it up early. We responded, and then uh, there was a little bit of a... Um, Breakout may might, may have been a penalty, might not have been a penalty, and it ended up in the back of our net, and we ended up two-two uh, uh, going into overtime. And I thought the overtime uh, periods were just fantastically played, very entertaining for the fans. Chances at both ends of the rink, and I thought uh, as an exhibition of young men laying it on the line and giving it everything they had, I thought it was a a great display of that. Our guys were warriors. Unfortunately, we came up on the, the wrong side of uh, the ledger on that one. Um, but it was, it was a really, really well-played game and and uh, proud of our, our group of warriors for going through it. So, Jay, here's the thing. You as a head coach, there is a political angle to when you uh, comment on a non-call. I, as a broadcaster, can tend to get a little bit more emotional. And when I watch the replay, uh, for the listeners that don't know, 
Maybe I'll get Brendan to uh, retweet it out. Brendan, if you go to Kurt Levin's uh, Twitter, he tweeted out the uh, the tying goal in that game. You could just go to the, where it originated from. But was it Ethan Bear that was coming out from behind the goal? He stepped out in front yeah. of his, stepped out in front of his own goal, and he got tripped, like three feet from the net, and it led directly to a one-touch pass in a net. And I'm like, how in the hell do you not call that? I mean, you're handing them a great great ace. It's odd, plain as day, it's a trip. Um, is that one where you have to be, like, you're trying to be positive with your group? How do you well, keep, well, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Like, you guys yeah, got, I, Jay, you got hose, man. You know what? Uh, the big thing for us is, is to try and stay composed. Certainly, I voice my displeasure um, with it. Um, but that said, that playoff hockey happens all the time. It's about uh, being able to weather it and move forward and and uh, not be denied. You know, unfortunately, um, we didn't win the game that night. Uh, but you know, I, I was proud of the way the group responded and played the rest of the game. I, I mean. We had numerous chances. There were breakaways, two-on-ones, a good goaltending display on on both sides. Um, Really good hockey game, and we had the chance to win. Our structure gave us the chance to win uh, the same way it did in game number two. I didn't think we had a ton of juice. You know, obviously, uh, going through what we went went through a few hours before, Um, but in game number two, the score was 2-1 with, you know, the five-minute mark left in the in the third period, so we were right there. So that's the the message that we talked to our group about today. Obviously, Sunday was a day off, but uh, today we brought the group in. Um, we think that we are right there. Um, the opportunity to win games and find those moments is there. There's room for improvement. Certainly, there's areas of our game that we needed to tighten up. We addressed it in video and and uh, on the ice today in practice and and uh, i like the mindset of our group and like i said couldn't be more proud of how these guys laid it on on the line on the weekend man they were they were playing hard all right so full disclosure here for the listeners you're down a couple of your top forwards cooper marodi did not play got drilled in the series against colorado i mean the way he got hit it looked like the type of injury that's uh, a head injury which is never a good situation uh, you have not had Yamamoto for a while. He's had a wrist problem that dated all the way back to the middle of the season, and he has not played in the last six weeks. So at some point, I would assume that we'll get some more information regarding specifically Yamamoto because he's such a – which is not to say Cooper's not a, an important piece. They don't have a guy going either. Troy Terry is out for Dallas Aikens. He's a very good player. But they do have Sam Steele. They do have Max Jones. they got Maxime Comtois now. Uh, you know, these guys, uh, you know, all played t- time in the NHL this year. And with all due respect to Marodi and Benson, maybe were accomplished a little bit more in the National Hockey League. How much, given that you lost a game in quadruple overtime, how much did you miss Marodi and, and maybe what Yamamoto could give you depth-wise uh, in changing the well, collection of the makeup of the forwards? Well, what I think it, it does is it gives you um, more depth, more offensive flair um it's playoff hockey we're we're playing hockey in the month of may here so the chances aren't as plentiful as they were during the regular season and therefore you got to make them count when you do get them uh i think both of those players uh, are real important to our team and what we had 
going on down here. They have the opportunity when the puck is on their stick to make something that to make something happen that will lead to a goal, either with a good play or with the ability to finish it. Um, for us, our focus, you know, not having those two guys hasn't been so much about those two that aren't in. Our focus is on the 20 players that are in the lineup. We feel that we are deep, that we have this type of next man up philosophy that, that we've used all year when we were thin at times. And uh, like I said, we're in both games. Both of those games uh, were one-goal games. Um, obviously, the seven-period seven game ended with one shot, and it was a 3-2 loss. And then, like I said, it was a 2-1 game with five minutes left in the third period last game. For us, we, we talk a lot about how this league is almost a 3-2 league, and it's a race to three goals. Um, we can do a better job creating a little bit more offensively, uh, but certainly we've had our chances. We can bear down better, um, and that's where our focus has been, is on those little moments in games and and on the 20 guys that are in our lineup. We're joined by Jay Whitcroft. Jay, um, you had to make a couple of difficult decisions Saturday. Uh, you made the right decision for me with Ryan McLeod, and you know I would say that. We discussed that for the three years that you're the you know the associate to Todd. I wanted to see the Oilers' young prospects play. Uh, you did the same thing with McLeod that you did with Bouchard, where you had him watch for a game and then integrated him in the lineup. And and I believe Bouchard got more additional minutes because did you play just the six defenseman on Saturday? Yeah, we decided just based on the amount of periods that we played um, the night before that yeah. we couldn't go 11 and 7. It was just too taxing on our forward grouping. And so we, uh, last game we went 60. We kept Bush in. McLeod came in, gave us good minutes. Uh, you're exactly right. We wanted him to uh, get a practice in, integrate with the team, see what the intensity of a, of a playoff game looked like. Um, and he did a great job coming into game two. The other big decision we made was uh, to go with Dylan Wells and Nett um, just because Shane was so taxed with the seven periods. Their team did the exact same thing. Both teams uh, allowed uh, another goaltender to play, and both teams added some fresh legs on the Saturday night. Um, for us, I can tell you that uh, very pleased with what Ryan brought to the table. He's big body, can skate. He got in on the four check, disrupted, had a good stick. Um, he had a few chances to score. He got a secondary assist by getting in on the four check, and, and which led to our one goal from Ethan Bear. And, uh, you know, he was good. Well, he's, uh, you know, in the preseason, and you were here for the first half of the preseason, he had a great rookie tournament, you know, in rookie games against, like, for the first 10 days of rookie and then training camp, and Ryan McLeod was looking, you know, he and, and Todd played him a ton. Like, he played him, yeah. I think he played five out of six games in a row. Um, <laughs> but he was in the guts in the game because that's one of the criticisms for those that see him in the OHLs that he's not in the guts of the game, but he was definitely in the guts of the game for you? Yeah, um, I was quite pleased with his effort. In fact, when we um, got the the blender out to try and stir something up in the second period, uh, we elevated him up in the lineup. He played a good amount of minutes. Um, the big thing for those young, young players is to learn the intensity of a man's league. 
to learn how to stop on pucks and not swing away. And you know, he did a very nice job of that. He was defensively responsible. He was offensively involved. And um, like I said, he was in some scoring chances, which is a positive sign. His gift, as you know, is, is the ability to skate through yeah. the middle of the rink. He's got good size. Um, he's a dimension for our team when he's in the lineup. Like I said, I was very pleased with him through uh, his first game. Now, was it Logan Day that came out for Bouchard? Now, Logan came out, and uh, he's a, Logan's a, has been a key part of what sure. we have going on here in Bakersfield. And, and uh, you know, he'll be back in the lineup soon, I know. All right. Um, as for Marodi, any chance for the, or is it day by day? He is he is day by day. The thing that I would say is that he's gotten better every day, which is a great sign. Okay. Um, but uh, you know, he took a pretty good hit there. We're not going to rush it. Uh, when he's ready, he'll be ready. And uh, biggest thing is that there's been daily improvement for him, and uh, hopefully he gets gets healthy as quick as he can. Because, like you mentioned, when he is in our lineup, it gives us that extra offensive dimension to help us get uh, that extra goal that we're requiring right now. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you look at it, right? And at the end of the season, you guys were playing San Diego in games where, you know, Steele and Terry were up with the big club. And uh, and that's you know Dallas has done it, and it's been a it's been a feisty competitive uh, season series between the two organizations as well, uh, and that's probably not surprising knowing how Pete Chiarelli and for that matter Bob Murray, who are friends, kind of built their respective teams. So uh, just uh, quickly on the defense, I know Caleb Jones. Uh, Maybe he had a bit of a – or did the numbers sort of defy the sort of night that he had uh, on Saturday because there's been huge progression with Caleb this year. And we get asked – every time I don't mention Ethan Bear, I hear about it on the show, Jay. So so I want to talk about the 3D. Jones, uh, Lagason, uh, uh, Bear, and for that matter, Bouchard. Okay, well, let's start with Bear. Bear scored a goal, which was huge for us. I thought he's been – very competitive this entire playoffs. He had a tough game on the road in Colorado one night, but uh, he's been very good. He's competing, he's mentally engaged, and he's shooting the puck. He scored a great goal for us. Real important player for us. Um, Bouchard, obviously, uh, got off to the great start in the Colorado series. He's played good minutes here in the San Diego series. He's learning how, as you progress in the American League playoffs, how the teams get better, how the forecheck uh, for the other team gets better. He's been focusing on sprinting back to pucks, moving them quickly, defending fast. I think for a young man in his position, he's acquitted himself very nicely. Lagason and, and Jones, they've been a rock-solid pair for us the entire season through uh, the first round of the playoffs. And in the second round of the playoffs, uh, as a group, I think, of D, we can work back to pucks a little bit quicker. I think we can um, touch pucks quicker, keep the puck moving, and draw four checkers in and pass it by them. Uh, those two guys are key to what we have going on. And for us to find a way to win a game, and that's what it's really about right now. Our focus is on winning one game, and then we'll build on it. Uh, we're going to need all 60, all 12 forwards, and our goaltending to be rock solid. And I thought today was a good step towards that direction. All right. Awesome stuff, Jay, as always. 
We appreciate your time, and we'll hook up uh, next week. As uh, geez, so the schedule is—is is it Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or is it Tuesday, Wednesday for the games in San Diego? No, we we uh, travel tomorrow. We play Wednesday night. We play Friday night in San Diego. Saturday uh, in the return match in Game Five will be in Bakersfield, and then we'll go from there. All right, Jake. Great stuff. Take care. Appreciate it. Thanks, Bob. You bet. That's Jay Woodcroft. He is the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. Do you want to mention guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. When we come back, we'll get to this day in order's history. Get to a couple more of your texts in 630, 630. Oh, this day was a beauty. I love this day because this guy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hi. He was uh, an electrifying player. And I remember how I'll tell a story when we return on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and the staff Oilers now sent you tomorrow. Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. By the way, did you see the Kentucky Derby on Saturday? How was that video review? Is it actually being, it's going to the federal courts? Did I hear that right? Is that the story that's going on? Wow. Um... Two, uh, this day in Oilers history. Here's Brendan Escott. Thanks, Bob. Back in 1992, Joe Murphy has a hat trick and a helper and a 5-2 Oilers win over Vancouver at Northlands. That gave them a 2-1 series lead in the Smythe Division Finals. It was Bill Ranford outdueling Kirk McLean for the victory in goal. So in April and May of 1992, I was working up north in uh, British Columbia, up in Fort St. James. And there used to be uh, a, a terrific host uh, of a show, Dan Russell on CKNW, which is a sister station, a part of the Chorus Radio Network. And uh, the Oilers in 92 had... Uh, the Canucks the had gotten past the Winnipeg Jets in the opening round in 1992. Okay? And I remember that, uh, of course, the Oilers had beaten... Do I, have this, do I have the sequencing right on this? Yeah, despite the Vision Finals. So they'd beaten the Kings in the opening round that year in 92 and uh, subsequently took on Vancouver in round number two and I actually called into Dan Russell's show and everybody was saying how they were going to take the Oilers out and I was uh, of course the lone guy listening to the show that would think that Edmonton would win the series and ultimately Edmonton did and Joe Murphy what a difference maker he was the guy that year Uh, 24 points in 16 playoff games in 92 it's pretty good I actually made it back in town for game six which uh, the orders, if you can look it up, Brendan, uh, shut out the Vancouver Canucks. Everything okay? Just decided everything good? Sorry, sorry, Paul. It's okay. I'm like, hey, what's going on, Jay Lynn? Uh, long time no see, but yeah, uh, maybe, I'm like, maybe, anyhow, all good. Hey, uh, 
Kowalski. You can text us. It's just a reminder again tomorrow. Stoffer Inspector for the Horses. Horse Racing Alberta remind you the new Century Mile Racetrack and Casinos now open out in Nisku. Tonight, Inside Sports with guest host Dave Campbell. Bob, no more tree planting stories. Uh, the governor goes, Bob, I love uh, Roos Chris. How do I become a guest on the show? Good question. Uh, pipeline. The pipeline. Yes, that was the name of the line with Joe Murphy. Bernie Nichols, Vincent Domfus. They were the pipeline. Uh, what's this? Ice dogs caught sending money to bring in players. How often does this happen? I'm in a town that has a junior A team and it's no... Uh, okay, we'll leave that at that. <laughs> Just leave that text alone. Alrighty then. Uh, Bob, do you think that Todd Nelson should be considered for the Edmonton Oilers head coaching position? We'll wait and see. We will wait. It's you that's texting me. Well, I'm not going to miss the liner for Royal Pizza. Brandon, come on, man. Hey, just just come on the air and say, stop. You haven't done the liner yet for uh, Royal Pizza. Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation had it the other night. Mediterranean chicken. Old school, big boy pizza. Everything is real at Royal now up to 15 locations in Edmonton and surrounding area. None of that synthetic, cheap, fake stuff. It's all real stuff. Okay? Just means you have to do an extra 50 sit-ups, which in my case would be the first 50 sit-ups in the last seven years. Maybe I'll have to swing by Body by Bennett one of these days. Uh, Graves, Jelena, and Murphy helped the Oilers win the cup. Yeah, but that's when they were like the, what, what were they, the kid line. That was in nineteen ninety. The kid line in 1990. And then two years later, Murphy had progressed to being on the pipeline. Again, you can text us at 630, 630. Here we go. Uh, this text comes in. Bob, kudos to the Oilers. It would be difficult to find anybody more qualified than Ken Holland. Hitch did a great job with the Oilers. He has nothing to prove. Getting the oil going will be slow and somewhat painstaking. Hitch doesn't need to be a part of that process. Go Oilers. This text comes in. Bob, I really like Jay Woodcroft's calmness and composure. Well, remember who brought Jay Woodcroft into the NHL? Ken Holland on Mike Babcock's staff. Oh, I think we're going to have an interesting next several days. Again, Dave Campbell up tonight with Inside Sports. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And then the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News with Jalen I, who's chomping at the bit to get into the studio. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chet.